Welcome one and all. This is Apostle John Morton. Today is January the 29th, 2022. I would like to welcome you to this edition of the Apostles Corner podcast. The title of today's message is more than you can handle. This was a message that rested close to heart for me simply because of the fact that it showed that God was true to his promise. We deal with so much in life that seems to be more than we can bear. The most important thing is understanding the reality of what we can and cannot handle. The scriptures say, I will not put more on you than you could bear. Sometimes we go through things in life and we feel that God has gone back on his word, but not so. Sometimes what we can handle is 20 feet further than what we choose to endure. Sometimes what we can bear is 100 pounds more than what we are willing to carry. There there are times that we find things in the Word of God that just take us by surprise. Things that we've heard over and over, yet never came to a revelation of exactly what it meant. I was awakened at 3 a.m. on January the 27th of 22 with the following revelation from the Holy Spirit. A portion of the things that the Lord has directed us to pray to the Father are lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. It's Matthew 6.13. The Lord God would never direct the Holy Spirit to lead us into temptation. So why would Jesus direct us to pray such a thing. In order to make this revelation clear, I first want to refer to a couple scriptures. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, There have no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that that you are able, but but will with the temptation also Make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? While dealing with the subject of temptation, I'd like to first confront the matters of a fleshly heart. As I look back over the last two years, this nation has proven that the heart is in fact desperately wicked. Even within the body of Christ, there is but one truth, and that truth is whatever God is saying in the moment. But in the last two years, I've seen the nation reeling back and forth in the endeavors of self, from personal opinions about political constituents to the perspectives of COVID. Everybody has an opinion, and they've been ready to literally fight to force it on others. But because the fleshly heart is only concerned with self, them who have been embellished in the exaltation of flesh have cared about nothing except for what they feel. 
Very select few have been asking God what he's saying in the matters of this dispensation. This dispensation has in fact been designed to push us into a place where we could trust him more. But you're not going to ask a question of someone if you're not looking for an answer. How do you question about the thing that you are unaware of? If a question is not asked, will an answer be heard? 355 cubic inches with a 10 to 1 piston ratio and a 390 horsepower displacement. If I walked up to you and I said that, your response would be, what are you talking about? Because you didn't ask me what are the specs on a the engine block of a 72 Grand Prix. So the answer that was given for a question that was not asked was not information that was retained or concerned. This is where we are unable to receive from God in the areas where we have no question because we believe that we have it all together. When we look at the concept of temptation, we first have to consider the endeavors of a man's heart. Temptation comes from the wayward lusts of the heart. But how could temptation come from God? In order to make this clear, we first have to ask what is the greatest level of temptation that man will endure. When considering the question, most people would think that the elements of life would be the things that tempt a man. The lust of the eye, the lust of the hand, and the desire for things. But none of those were the temptation that Jesus was telling us to pray about. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who could know it? Because of this one fact, the temptations that Jesus spoke of lives within us. And that temptation is to be in rebellion against the word and the will of God. When you're in rebellion against something, why would you question its requirements. Except that we have a heart after God, we will not question his requirement. We just go on what we know because it's sufficient for us. Why is the first rebellion, the first temptation of man rebellion against God? Because that's what the flesh does. It fights for self. It preserves self and it believes self. Yes, the word does say agree to disagree, but not with him. Still, there are many things that he cannot reveal to us in this day. Because we'll be tempted to question the validity of what he said. Just as Jesus said in John 16, 12, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. You can't handle it. Even so, as he directed you to pray for that state of inability to receive what is contrary to the heart. The heart is deceitful and desperately wicked above all things. Who could know it? The only one who knows the heart of man is God. If man knew his own heart, he wouldn't be wayward in his commitment with the Lord. God in his mercy and omnipotence understands 
what you are ready to receive and not ready to receive. There's a vast amount of wisdom that he desires to give us, but he cannot, simply because he knows the matters of the heart that will cause you to stand in a moment of indecision with his directive. I have yet many things to say to you, but you cannot as of yet receive it. Plain and simple, God said, I will never put on you what you can't handle. And too often what we fail to recognize is that what we can't handle is the truth. My question to you. What are the areas in your life that you have become so heart driven on supporting, believing and defending that you could never hear God's contrary perspective on it? Scriptures say, lead us not into temptation. And that temptation is the opportunity to look at what God is saying and say, okay, yeah, but when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, it is in a place of spiritual reign and authority of God. To reject the directives given in the Spirit is in fact witchcraft. Because you have to go in and shut your spirit off from receiving God's directive over the desires of your flesh. Hence, witchcraft. Scriptures tell us that he has given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. And Jesus said, if ye then be evil and still know how to give good gifts unto your children, How much more shall your father, which is in heaven, give good gifts unto them that ask? Even though all that he would have for you is good, he knows the things that would be harmful to you. And with that in mind, there are elements of revelation that he must keep from you because you are not ready to receive them to a point of transition. But if the question develops in your heart, he can answer, knowing that you're ready to receive. What are the things that you know so well that you will not question God for greater wisdom, for greater clarity, for greater understanding? As children, children, the last thing that we would understand is having something kept away from us because it could be harmful. Because from our viewpoint, it'll serve us just fine. And in the spirit, there is a wall of retention keeping us from the revelations of God that we are not ready to receive. Because in our own state of potential rejection, it would do us more harm than good. And we would never place some, he would never place something on us that we cannot handle. And as I said in past paragraphs, again I say, he would never place anything on us that we cannot handle. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Essentially, this verse is saying, Lord, keep me away from the things that could be a detriment to my spiritual growth and reveal to me my darkness. That I may live, the darkness that may live within me, my darkness that lives within me, that I might be delivered from it. 
for I have established myself in your kingdom where all things are you. All power, all authority, all reign belong unto thee now, henceforth and forever. Amen. I ask you again, what is it that you are so sure of in your life that you do not need God to give you a viewpoint on it, a clarity, an understanding, or even better yet, a newness of revelation, a new season, a time of growth. I declare the power and authority of a God of all creation upon your hearts this day that you may have not only the heart of Christ but the mind of Christ to seek the will of the Father in a dark and perverse world needing his hand. I call upon an anointing far greater than you have ever felt that even your children shall be blessed until the third generation to carry his glory into the world. It is by his hand that thou hast been called with a fullness of purpose. Know this day that I have not judged you by the content of your hand, but by the content of your heart. Therefore, let me have your heart in fullness empty out this day that I may fill thee with my Holy Spirit and guide you in all things. This is Apostle John Morton. You have been listening to the January 28th edition of the Apostles Corner podcast. You can reach us by phone at 682-258-1800 or visit us on the website at www.theapostlescorner.com. May the mercy and grace of a God of all creation rest upon every endeavor of your day.